Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727-514-7323. May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to Angel Answers with Amy Toy. I am your host, Amy Toy. Today we have a repeat offender. I'm going to kid around about that. She was on our show years ago, and uh, her name's Karen Noe, and she's a, ver- a best-selling author. She's also become one of my greatest intuitives I like to listen to once in a while. She has a radio show as well. But this is, uh, she has a book right now called We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. And um, she wrote this after best-selling author Dr. Wayne Dyer left the physical plane in 2015. Karen has consistently been receiving very profound and specific messages from him for his family and for the world as well. While Wayne comes through singularly for his family, he also comes through together with a group of other celestial beings called the We Guides that include St. Francis of Assisi and a countless number of angels and ascended masters. Karen is a renowned New Jersey-based psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and a healer with a two-year waiting list. She is, like I said, the author of We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace, and she's also written Your Life After Their Death, A Medium's Guide to Healing After a Loss and Through the Eyes of Another, A Medium's Guide to Creating Heaven on Earth by Encountering Your Life Review Now. She's the founder of Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative alternative healing. You can listen to Karen on the Angel Quest Show by tuning into www.hudsonriverradio.com the first Saturday of every month at 10:30 Eastern Time. And also for more information about Karen, she's at karennoe.com. Karen, welcome to the show. Amy, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Like I said, you're a repeat offender. I've been on here before. And um but this latest book is interesting, uh, because it talks about the number thirty three, which we know there's twenty two, eleven, thirty three, forty four, that's sometimes different um numbers mean different things. But can you tell our listeners a little bit about how and when you began connecting with angels and deceased loved ones? Oh sure. Um many years ago I was going through a difficult time in my life. And I sat at the edge of my bed, and I just yelled at God to see. I said, just, am I going to be okay? And with that, I saw a light that came towards me from the other side of the room. And my first resp- response was, if you're not of God, please leave. But the more I said that, the more it kept coming towards me and eventually enveloped me. 
And at that time, such an incredible peace came over me that I, I didn't ever feel before. I heard an audible voice that said, Lucha Lucina, Bella Lucha Lucina. For those who are Italian listeners, they know what that means. It means light, little light, beautiful little light. And I've since learned that it was St. Francis of Assisi who's been guiding and protecting me ever since. And for those who read my books or follow me on Facebook, you'll see my St. Francis connection with all the angels um, talking about uh, peace and love and the animals and, and all of that. But right after that, I started receiving messages from the angels and deceased loved ones. And let me say I did that reluctantly. I didn't want to do what I'm doing right now. I didn't want people to think I was not in my right mind. But the more I did it, the more I saw the peace that it gave to the people I was giving the messages to. And then the rest is history. Yeah, usually we don't go willingly as teachers. We have to be dragged no. by our heels. At least I did, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tell tell us the story of how you begin began receiving messages from Wayne for his family. Dr. Dyer was a great man, as we're all oh, aware of. He, he was huge in life, and he's even huger now. Huger, if that's a word. <laughs> Larger now that he has made his transition. It was also synchronistic events that led up to that. I had Serena Dyer, one of his daughters, on my radio show, the Angel Quest show, about a month before he passed. And so I had her contact information, her email. And right after Wayne passed away, now, I was a huge fan of his. I was not a friend or a family member or any of that. So I was devastated, just as if a family member had passed. I, I, I felt that the world wasn't going to be the same again. Um, so I didn't know what I could do. So I contacted Serena at the contact information that I had. And in the email, I said, Serena, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. Please know for sure that he truly is okay and would want you to be too. Make sure to ask him to give you without a doubt sign to let you know without a doubt that he's with you. Ask him to come to you in a dream and to wake you up after the dream so that you remember it. And then I said to her, you know, I wrote a book called Your Life After Their Death, and it talks about everything you could do to connect with your dad and to raise your vibration and to help you to heal. And I'd love to send you a copy if you'd like it. That's all I said. Very shortly after that, she emailed me back, and she said she would like a copy of the book. So I mailed it to her. And then it just so happened that I was going to be speaking at an I Can Do It event, which is an event with my publisher, with Hay House. And I was going to be speaking about life after death. So I went to Orlando, Florida, and a, a day before I was set to speak, they were going to be doing a tribute to Dr. Dyer. This was right after he passed. And so I went to that. I hope you could follow so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, when I went there... I'm sitting on the bus with all the authors, Hay House authors, and as I'm sitting on the bus uh, that was going to go to the conference center, there was one seat available on the whole bus, and it happened to be next to me, and in walks Serena Dyer, and she sits down next to me. And we just started talking, and I just asked her, she said she got my book, and she thanked me. And I told her to look for signs, and I asked if she received any signs from him. And she said her sister, Sage, had a very profound dream of him, 
in which she could actually, when she hugged him in the dream, these are her words, she felt his hairy arms. <laughs> so I said, no, that's a true visitation. That, that's a true visitation. And, you know, that was pretty much it. So went to the event, and after the event, I just felt very insignificant because I was sitting on the bus with all my Hay, with my favorite Hay House authors as well as Wayne Dyer's family, so I decided to walk back to the hotel room. Mm. Okay. So I'm walking back to the hotel room, and I'm saying to myself, I'm so insignificant, I'm so insignificant, and with that, I heard him for the first time. Wow. And he said loudly, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. You know, how many times do we get in our own way, right? I think we all do that. Yes. But um, so I said, Wayne, if that's really you, you have to give me a what I call without a doubt sign to let me know it truly is you. So I continued to walk to the hotel room, and I said to him, how may I serve? He used to say that, ask the universe, how may I serve? And then the universe will work in ways to serve you as well. So as I was saying, how may I serve, he said back, you're already serving. And I said, okay, (laughs) how may I serve more? So I went back to the hotel room, and I felt something very itchy in my shirt. So I reached into Grit to see what it was, and I pulled out a sticker that was not there before. And how I know it wasn't there before, on the bottom of the sticker, it said Disney. And I wasn't at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) So I look at the sticker, and on the sticker, it says W-E. And I thought that it meant Wayne, first letter, last letter of his first name. Because oftentimes when I receive messages, they give me their name or first letter, last letter, such like that. Mm -hmm. And then I felt him. And he said, is that good enough? (laughs) I said, that's amazing. I started crying. And little did I know it meant so much more than Wayne. But um, long story short, uh, went back home to New Jersey. Sage connected with me. That's his younger daughter. And... We were talking back and forth on the She contacted me because of Serena. We were talking on the phone. He was giving her personal messages. And eventually she wanted to come to my center, which is about 40 minutes from her house. Um, she asked if her mom and her sister Serena and Skye could come to see me as well. And they flew in from Florida. And tell me if you want me to stop for air, by the way, because it's a long story. I didn't want to, you know, this is your show. <laughs> you can take, keep talking. Um, it's interesting. I moved to Florida three years ago, so. <laughs> oh, did you? Are you near uh, the diet? I'm, near, I'm an hour away from Orlando. Okay. I'm in Tampa. Okay. Yeah. But, this is where uh, it's all happening with the diaries and everything. Yeah. Um, So they decided to come, and right after I made the appointment with them, then here I am again saying, now, now I'm I'm a psychic medium. I'm booked for two years ahead of time. Obviously, I'm doing it right, right? But still, that part of me that feels insignificant started to come through again. And I said, Wayne, what did you get me into? (laughs) You better come through, you know? 
So I went to take my dog for a walk right after that, and I'm walking my dog, and I'm talking to Wayne in my mind, and then he started to come through, and he said he was so excited to talk about the afterlife, and he was so excited to talk about the we consciousness, which is the title of this book and what this whole thing is all about, which is the interconnectivity of everyone and everything. It's an awareness of uh, that animals are part of, of everyone and everything and nature, our divinity, compassion for all of life, and what a person does to oneself or another, how it affects the whole. And he was just going on and on and on and on. So I decided to go for daily walks, and I took my phone with me to tape record you know, what I was receiving. And finally, you know, to make a long story short, it came time for the time of the reading. It was about a month and a half after we made the appointment. And when I was ready to go to the appointment, a car cut me off. Oh. And on the license plate, it said, Dyer, one. <laughs> so I said, okay, I guess he's going to come through. And he indeed came through very personal messages for each of them. And... Pretty much, you know, the next couple of years after that, he has eight children and a wife, and he would tell me to call them at very specific times, call this one, call that one, call Sam's, call Tracy, call Serena, you know, and it always was at a very um, important time, and he would say something that was going on in their life to know for sure that it was him, if that makes sense. I tried to and make so that you're work, but it was... <laughs> yeah, so you're still in contact with them. Yes, but not as much as, I am in contact with them, but not as much as the first two years. The first two years was, really, it was pretty much, I would be making dinner, and he'd say, call this one now, do this now, and it was, you know, it was wonderful. It really was, and I'm honored to be a part of it, but I, I also want to say I'm not the only one that's connecting with him. He's able to come through to whoever wants to who's ever on the same vibration, and if you're interested in connecting with him, he'll come to you as well, and any listener who really you know, likes Wayne Dyer. So it's important to be open and receptive, and he will be there for you. Mm, yeah, Wayne was great. And who are the we guys? Okay, so that first, um, first New Year's Eve, right after he started to come through, I wanted to stay up for New Year's Eve. And I couldn't. So it was about 8 o'clock at night, and I decided to take a nap so that I'd be able to stay awake at New Year's. And as I was lying down, I was in that in-between state. I felt him again, and he said to me, now's the time to do what you came on Earth to do. I immediately knew what that was. That was to promote peace on Earth. And he said to me, He's going to be coming together in a group consciousness called the We Guides, which would include St. Francis of Assisi and himself and a group of other ascended masters and angels. And it would be hard to differentiate him from everyone else because it would, they would be coming to as a group consciousness, similar to Abraham um, and Esther Hicks and, and, and like that. And I said, oh, so... I thought, you know, and he said, you're going to write a book and about the we consciousness, and we're going to give you 33 concepts. And I said, why 33? And he said, that symbolizes divine guidance and spiritual uplifting of all of creation. So 
went to my computer, typed up the uh, table of contents for the Week Consciousness in about 10 minutes, called up my publisher, um, and he said, I'll get you a contract in the mail tomorrow, and he did. So that was, that's the story in a nutshell. So Karen, what is the Week Consciousness? I mean, we talked about St. Francis of Assisi, but who else is in it, do you know? Uh, the Wee Guides, well, it includes St. Francis and Wayne Dyer, but it's countless numbers of angels and ascended masters, and it's hard to differentiate one from the other. So it's just a group consciousness of, of beings, elevated beings that want to raise the vibration of the planet. Okay. Okay. Like you said, it was from, um, like, Abraham and Esther, the Hicks. Yeah, similar to a- that. Abraham. So it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so why is the we consciousness broke down into 33 concepts? And what are okay. a few of, what can you share a few of those with us? Okay, 33 symbolizes divine guidance as they told me and the spiritual uplifting of all of creation. The most important concept would be the first one, I would imagine. So that encompasses everything. It talks about it says the most important truth is that we are all one. And our oneness encompasses everything and everyone, including God, the angels, ascended masters, enlightened beings from other areas in the universe, deceased loved ones, animals, and nature. Now, it's hard Mm -hmm. to um, feel that interconnectivity Mm -hmm. when we're here in the physical body, but after we leave the physical plane, we'll be able to feel that completely, and we'll know, you know, we are all connected. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the book's really good, by the way. I got it. It's uh, really good to have in your library, by the way, for our listeners out there. What are five easy steps we can take to set our life-changing journey of peace in motion? Hmm. Well, you know what I would say? I would say, firstly, to focus on the positive instead of what is to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want, you know, because we're vibrational beings. And whatever we're thinking about and focusing upon, that feeling is attracting more of it in your life and in the world. So it's important, especially like posting on Facebook or talking to your friends to talk about the good, the blessings in your life, you know. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important. And if more people did that, they would raise the vibration of the planet. Another step would be to pray for inner and outer peace. And then step three would be to quiet your thoughts to hear what the angels are telling you. It's like in any relationship, you need to, when you speak to someone, you need to listen as well. And that goes for the celestial realm as well. And finally, you know, you call upon everyone to help. You call upon the angels. You call upon God to help. And then you want to send, number five is you want to send love to everyone in your path. And yes, I mean everyone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even the ones who are seemingly hurting us. We have to Mm -hmm. understand that they are part of who who we are and to send them Mm -hmm. love and forgive them. It's not always easy, but it's very worth your effort because it's just as Wayne Dyer would say, it's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's mm-hmm. left behind. Isn't that true? It is true, and also forgiveness is for ourselves. It frees us from ourselves of, of any you pain bet. and frustration. 
it's more for our healing than other, and then it benefits other people, but it's mostly for you. I'm learning that right now. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And um, what are some pathways to self-love? Okay, uh, some pathways to self-love. Well, I would say first you need to be yourself and Mm -hmm. honor your truth over society's demands. You know, don't let society tell you what you have to do in life and what you should be. If you like to have blue hair, put get blue hair, you know. Do what you need to do. Be yourself. Reclaim your power. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing to do is to treat your body as the temple of God that it is because we have God within us. And if mm-hmm. you truly understood that, you treat yourself with the respect that you deserve because you're just as important as everyone else. You want to take note of your good qualities and, you know, most of all, you want it, you really would, should have fun. Most of us are just going day to day, going to work, doing what we need to do, and we don't take time to have fun. We have to do that. We have to set aside time to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, and sometimes you got to pencil it in, and um, it's a lot more fun. Than, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, when you do that, your whole life changes, right? I'm guilty of that. I do everything I need yes. to do, and then I say, oh, I'll do that next time. When I have time, I will go to the beach, or I will do this. No, no. Mm-hmm. Make the time. It's important. Yeah. I learned that a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine said, do you want to go see this show? And I was like, oh, i got to work. And then my guides are like, would you just take the day off? And I did, and I had a blast. We had oh, I love it. <laughs> Where'd and you go? It was it, it, it was just, just well, it was, um, it was a show. It was um, male dancers. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> never been to one before and my friend is like you want to go and I'm like ah, yeah I'll go and I, we laughed so hard with these women that you know were acting so immature and it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but did it feel good? Yeah. yeah it did it did and um, you know it's, it's sometimes they've done studies that belly laughs are better than doing abdominal crunches or exercises you know so. <laughs> oh absolutely Absolutely. You know, people get healed from illness by looking at uh, comedies or just doing that just mm-hmm. to focus on funny things. So it's yep. definitely worth our effort. <laughs> yes, it is. And, um, I mean, this was a blast. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've been very blessed living down in Florida. My life has changed totally. And um, just having more fun and living by the water. I don't live too far from the beach. It's seven minutes from me. Oh, um, that's beautiful. So. Do you go there often? It is. Yeah. yeah, I do a couple times a week now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, life is really good. So you, you focus beautiful. on your blessings, like you said. Yeah, I have a, a relative that I used to tell her. I used to say, she's just complain about everything. Complain, complain, complain. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't you focus on the blessings in your life? And she just kind of looked at me like I had three heads. It was kind of funny, but she started doing that. <laughs> Did she start to focus on blessings then? Yeah, she did. I'm like, well, you got a roof okay. over your house. You have, you know, yeah. all these pets that you love and adore. And I said, you got at least start with that. And you, you're very strong because she has um, rheumatoid arthritis and MS. So mm. she started feeling better. And she's still kicking. Oh, sure. She's been diagnosed with MS for 25 years, and she's still walking around and very strong-willed. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But if she focuses, yeah. like we were saying before, on what she wants and on her blessings, mm-hmm. Her whole life would change instead of focusing on what she doesn't want, you know? Yes, it did. It did, and I'm grateful because, you know, it's thank God. But 
you know, what are, you know, self-love, and people think self-love is selfishness, but it's not. But what are the main advantages of self-love, in your opinion? Oh, well, first of all, you'll make healthier choices for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you really will. Mm-hmm. And other mm-hmm. people won't have the power to, to offend you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, really? It won't matter what they say, right? You just say, okay, yeah. I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing is right, and it doesn't matter what they say, you mm-hmm. know. And, mm-hmm. um, well, you'll make your own happiness a priority, and you won't mm-hmm. be swayed by external conditions, like we were saying with your friend with the MS. When you love mm-hmm. yourself, you say, no, I, I want to feel better. I'm, I'm focusing on what I love. You know, I love the animals. I love to walk, whatever. Well, she can't. Can she walk? Oh, yeah, she's doing great. She's working oh, a part-time they, job. and um, oh, This is actually my half-sister. Yeah my, yeah, my half-sister that has this, my older sister, yeah. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, she's now, doing all right. You see, she's a that's wonderful. <laughs> she has to focus on that. And then the most important advantage of self-love would be that you would strengthen yeah. your ability to feel your connection to the whole, which is the we consciousness. So that's exactly what we were talking about. You, know, you want to feel your interconnectivity with everyone and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot more, but that's pretty much the top yeah. ones. Yeah, that's uh, self-love is great, too. Um, yeah, and sometimes self-love includes not having people in your life that are toxic to you. At least yes. that's one, one of my lessons. Yeah. Um, that's hard. That's hard, but that's sometimes what you need to do. It so is. Like, let them be, accept them who, for who they are, and you just keep on moving, keep on trucking. And then, right. You don't have to do it in a mean way. Just uh, <laughs> plug into positivity, let's say it in that way, right? You move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What are some ways that we can raise our vibration back to its natural loving state? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I'd say to announce to the universe that you would like to raise your vibration. That's the first thing. Oh, and then you can, interesting. Yeah, I mean, simply saying, I intend to raise my vibration, then everything will come to you what you, what you can do. Um, you could ask to become a vehicle of love and service. As I said to Wayne Dyer, how may I serve? You know, I wake up mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. and I say, how may I serve? How may I serve? But, but let me say this. How may I serve others and myself? Because guess what? We're just as important as everyone else. Many Mm -hmm. times we put everybody first, but we're in that as well. We're part of that vibration as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way to raise your vibration is to be grateful, as we were saying. Be Mm -hmm. grateful for what is in your life and the blessings in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. Practice forgiveness. You can pray and meditate daily if you can. Um, mm-hmm. Eat a healthy diet. Empower yourself. See through the eyes of others. I mean, I could go on. Spend time in nature. There's so many mm-hmm. ways that we, if we plug into the energy of who we really are, which is God within us, mm-hmm. we we want to let's say how do we say we want to be we want to raise our vibration, which is more on par with the energy of who we are. Let's say it that way. So when we do all these things, we will be raising our vibration to fit into that. That's it. That's very true. Very, very true. And also focus on what you love doing. I don't care what it is. You bet. And over what everybody's Uh, telling you you should do? No. You you uh, tell, what do you feel? That's God within you telling you. This is your soul's purpose. I love your passion. You do it. 
You raise your vibration. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel so great? When you do something that you love to do, you feel mm-hmm. good. You raise your vibration. And the more you do mm-hmm. that, the more you'll attract higher love, you know, higher vibra- vibrating people in your life as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You really do. You yes. attract who you are. Didn't Wayne Dyer say that? You attract who you are? I think he said that. Yes. <laughs> you got yes, it right. <laughs> he probably oh told you to say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing him. I'm hearing somebody talking to me. And That's he's right. a higher vibration. Now, this is the best yeah. part is... Um, Angels, deceased loved ones, Wayne Dyer, they speak to us as thoughts that just pop in our head for no reason. We think, sometimes we think it's our own thoughts, whereas that's how they speak to us. They are they don't have a, an audible voice. They speak mm-hmm. to us telepathically. So I'm pretty sure that's what just happened now. <laughs> yeah, usually when I'm doing this show and when I'll be interviewing like I'm now and something will pop in my head and someone's like, I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. Right. Oh, my God. What can we do to make the world a better place for everyone, Karen? Hmm. I would love for everyone to envision the world at peace, because if we did that, there would be no more violence. So if we could each Hmm. of us do that and imagine peace on Earth, um, embrace our connection to the whole. We want to become peace. If we want to see peace in others in the world, we have to become peaceful. We have to think like God, because God is truly, we have God within us. We have to think like mm-hmm. he does, like he, she, she, God has no um, sex, but I use he for today. Um, we have to think more like the God within us. We can, we should treat everyone as the sacred beings that they truly are, you know. Most of us don't do that. We we think, oh, this one did me wrong, so they're uh, they're bad. But in the reality, God is within that that person as well. So we have to remember that too. There's so many things that we could do, yes. but you know, mm-hmm. I could go on and on. Send love in response to hate. Elevate your mm-hmm. consciousness. You know, meditate, pray, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's really hard to send love to somebody that you really want to rip their face off at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the way you said that. But in reality, so when we see something so within them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but something within them is hurting so badly. I think it was Neil Donald Walsh that said, what is it within you that's hurting so badly that you want to hurt me? Something like that. Oh. I'm not doing it justice, okay. but but um, if we could get to that point, and we could try to see through the other person's eyes, and we may never be able to see through the other person's eyes. But uh, if we did that, you know, we'd feel better too. We'd feel much better if we forgive the other person. As we were saying before, we help ourselves when we forgive, mm-hmm. not only the other person. Yeah, sometimes you don't understand. I mean, sometimes with my logical mind, I try to understand why people do the things they do. And sometimes yeah. there's no answer because they don't even know the, the, why they do the things they do, good or bad. Yeah, they're so oblivious They don't get sometimes. it. Yeah, I had to learn no. that. I had to learn no. that when a, I thought who was a friend of mine backstabbed me, and I'm like, what did I do to her? <laughs> it's not, you, know? yeah, you didn't do anything. It's yeah. just, you know, sometimes it's just, it's within them. 
So you have to realize mm-hmm. that, you know? Not easy, but... Um, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, so you just got to move on and uh, send them love as yeah. much as you can. Do it no, for you, not for them. 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 Doesn't mean you have to yeah. hang out with them or be best friends. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. They, you know, the block feature on Facebook is a wonderful thing with those kind of mm. situations. Because That's it doesn't mean, way. yeah, it doesn't mean that you're right, you have to hang out with them or even associate with them. You have to protect yourself. But, uh, right. you know, you, you wish them well, but you don't wish them in your life, as my father used to say. That's right, and and that's the whole point is that we're just as important as everyone else, you know, we really are, and mm-hmm. if they're hurting us, we don't need to be hurt. We wouldn't hurt someone else, so we don't need to hurt ourselves either, so. Right, right, right? yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, my dad used to say, you ain't doing nothing wrong, leave me alone, stay on your side of the street, you know. I miss my <laughs> dad, he passed away. <laughs> he passed away five years ago, so, um, yeah, he had some great sayings. You know, he comes through, too, once in a while. Like, hi, Dad. How you doing? Oh, that's anyway. beautiful. Do you ever yeah. get signs from him? We should ask him. Give me some signs to let me know that you're oh, Yeah. I'll, I'll relate an experience that happened probably about a month or two ago. I was talking to my friend. I meet with her every Wednesday morning for, like, breakfast, and we hang out. And her husband died a year ago, and my father died five years ago. So I was talking about my dad, and all of a sudden a, pun- a penny just flings out in the, on the parking lot right in front of me. And it was the year he died, 2013. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, what do you want? What do you want? And his nickname was Squire. And I'm like, Squire, what do you want? Oh, my gosh. Now, that's exactly what I I would call, without a doubt, sign. (laughs) Truly, truly is him. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So he does come around. Um, My cats will look behind me, and they'll see somebody, and they know it's him. He was around yesterday. And my one cat, she'll look behind me and look at him like, and then she runs away and I'm like, I know you're antagonizing the cat because that's what she would do when you were. You know what I love? The animals and babies are able to see the other side better than adults uh-huh. for whatever reason. I'm not uh-huh. questioning, but especially cats, dogs too, and babies. <laughs> Very open. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well, babies, because they're not tainted by society's uh, standards. You know, they're not tainted. Oh, you're not seeing that. You know, you're not. Yeah. My grandmother used to say if a baby's smiling, it's because they have gas. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. (laughs) No, it's not. No. Kids are great, I mean, but I have five uh, fur babies, so they all you know, look around like, what's going on? Especially this one here. She loves to be by me, my uh, my calico, when I'm doing the show or when I'm doing my my um, meditation in the morning and my prayer. So they love it. They love the angelic energy. They're great. That's so Animals awesome. Are great. And um, speaking of different beings, what are the different types of celestial beings in the universe, and, and are we all connected with them? Mm, okay. Well, it begins with God, then the angels, mm-hmm. ascended masters, enlightened beings from other areas in the universe, and deceased mm-hmm. loved ones. And they're all part of us. And after we leave the physical body, we make our transition, we'll be able to feel the interconnectivity with all of it, which is pretty cool. So where we think the angels are separate from us, they actually are 
a part of who we are, and God is a part mm-hmm. of who we are, and it's it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's hard to understand that when we're in the physical body, but mm-hmm. we will know that for sure after we leave. Or have a near-death experience or two, or maybe three, and then you'll figure it out. <laughs> the, uh, that I, for the listeners who don't know what the near-death experience is, do you leave the physical body and you're able to see... You know, the mm-hmm. glimpses of the other side and feel and see your loved ones and, um, mm-hmm. you know, deceased loved ones and pets and all of that. So it's pretty cool. It is. It really is. Yeah. So uh, that's how I encountered my angel in my, my last near-death experience. We talked about that. But just for those listeners, it's been a while, like I said. Karen's been on the show. It's been, oh, man, must be, I don't know how long. But uh, <laughs> we talked about that. I think it was about the life review. And um, that's another show and another time. But. So you had near-death experiences. Yeah, I found out I had three of them. Oh. At that time, I oh. thought I had two. So, Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I had one when I was a child. I had blocked out this uh, when I was nine years old. I had um, pneumonia and died, and nobody remembered that except my guide showed me what happened. I was like, oh, okay. No wonder I can't remember that. And you were sick. But, yeah. Oh, my God. So I've had three. I've and uncovered. uncovered. Yeah. So that was interesting, very interesting. But um, I would yeah. say so. That changed your life. Mm-hmm. Everything changes, right? Our lives are changed, whether we want to or not. Change is mm-hmm. constant. And um, support from the other side is very important. And, you, and um, you felt them, right? You you knew without a doubt that they were with you. Yes, I have all through my life. I've always known since I was a child that um, I've had a support team a spiritual support team in place, and um, it's amazing. It really is amazing um, to have that awareness and yeah. not be able to articulate that or understand it and thinking you're weird when you're really not. But you're not. <laughs> just who you you're are. able to feel what is real, and most people can. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. So I've um, been gifted all my life, so it's, it's, it's been an honor. But, um, you know, for those of us who are not aware yet, that's why I do this show, to bring awareness. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most common signs these celestial beings give to us to let us know they are with us, Karen? Mm. Okay, there's so many. Uh, the mm-hmm. first one is that most, most people don't realize they place thoughts in our heads, uh, as happened before with you. We're mm-hmm. expecting to hear an audible voice or to see an apparition of what they look like, but they speak to us telepathically. And, mm-hmm. you know, a, a thought will just pop in your head and you'll say, Where did, why did I think of that? Why did I say that? Because they are speaking mm-hmm. through you. They love to come through as animals, whether it be a bird, a ladybug, a oh. butterfly, etc. They use their mm-hmm. energy to go inside these animals to let us know they're there. And they, the mm-hmm. animal will do something that they normally wouldn't do, such as land mm-hmm. on you, peck at your window, you know, things like that. Have you ever had? I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see crows a lot lately. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not an old crow yet, you know. No. Not at all. You know, or cardinals. cardinals. I used to do a lot of cardinals after my dad died. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, cardinals. they stand out. In other words, they will happen so frequently that you'll know. Most people know mm-hmm. that it's a sign because they'll say, I, oh, this is my grandmother, this is my mom, whatever. Um, other things, they love to give off fragrant, fragrances such as their perfume or 
yep. flour, mm-hmm. cigar smoke for no reason. You'll be in the middle of nowhere and you'll smell your loved one, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. love to play with electricity. They turn lights mm-hmm. on and off, right? Oh, they, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. They make songs come on at the perfect time with the words that we mm-hmm. need to hear, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to show us the same numbers over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They like to make rainbows appear. They like to place pennies in our path, as we were saying, you know, or feathers. You know, the list could go on and on. They can make a license plate. Like if a car cuts you off, as with Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. you know, instead of getting angry, mm-hmm. notice what the license plate says. It could very mm-hmm. well be your loved one um, mm-hmm. saying they're with you. So, well... Down in Florida here, there's a lot of crazy drivers. I usually, you know, they cut me off a lot. So I wonder if my dad's trying to <laughs> Well, that's a different story. If it happens all the time, then it's not without a doubt. Fine. But you'll know if you're thinking, say, of your dad or, or something, and you'll say, Dad, give me a sign, and then a car cuts you off, and then you look, and it's your dad's name or his birthday or something on the license plate. You'll know it truly is a sign from him. It's not always, and animals are not always a sign or a feather, but if it comes, you'll know. You'll know. It's, I call it yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, when, I, when he threw the penny there in front of me, I mean, it flung. I said, you couldn't send me a dime, and he called me a smart <laughs> Alice. <laughs> He's saying, that's not good enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he used to send me quarters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm like, you tightening up the belt over there on the other side square? You know, I kid around with him, but um, uh, can you tell us some things that we can do to include non-human animals in our circle of compassion? Mm. Mm. Okay, so remember that the animals are a part, all animals are a part of us. They are not Mm -hmm. separate from us, and most people don't realize that. They think, you know, just the pets, the cute, you know, cats and dogs and birds, but in reality, it's all of them. It's the cows and the bugs and everything. So mm-hmm. we just have to, you know, be conscious of what you're doing mm-hmm. and what you're eating and what you're wearing. So if you could live happy mm-hmm. and healthy lives without harming any animal, I say, why wouldn't mm-hmm. we? That's a great um, slogan by there's a sanctuary in Australia. I can't remember. Ah, it'll come to me later. But that was that's their slogan. If you could live happy and healthy lives without harming any animal, why wouldn't we? So you can eat a healthy diet with eating just vegetables mm-hmm. and fruit <clears throat> and uh, plant-based. Not everyone is open to that, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is how about one meal a week or maybe one meal a month? Go plant-based without any animal products, and you would save one animal each time you do that. And if everyone did that, there would be that many mm-hmm. more animals saved. So um, I would say support and visit animal sanctuaries. They have animal you know, places where they rescue the animals. You could support mm-hmm. them. You want to post positive messages about all living creatures, creatures on social media. And if you are animal-friendly... It's important not to post negative, like say you're a vegan, I'm a vegan, but I will never po- mm-hmm. post something about the animals being slaughtered. Because first of all, nobody mm-hmm. wants to see that, and it's lowering the vibration. And second of all, that's not going to change anybody's mind. They're going to turn off and they're going to feel terrible. So what you want to do is 
post, what I try to do is post the pretty, the cute animal, you know, playing around and at the animal sanctuaries, mm-hmm. me hugging a cow and stuff like that. You see the difference? It's plug into what you want instead of what you don't want. So it's just, you right. know, pretty much just become more aware of how your actions are affecting the whole animal kingdom. That's what I would say to do. Yeah, especially I just posted on Facebook, um, you know, the advantage of, advantages of having a cat. And there was 12 mm. of them. And it was quite humorous, but that's, you know, because I have five There's of them. many, right? I love them. Oh, the cats are so sensitive. So sensitive yeah. to us. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They're great. They're, they're great protectors, too. And um, I have a Maine Coon that acts like a dog, so. <laughs> How many did you say you have? Cats? I have five. I have oh, five. Oh, I love it. Love yeah. It. They all get along? Oh, yeah, but the girls don't. The females, the two females I have, in fact, as I'm doing this interview, I have one that came up on my lap, and there's another one that I'm afraid she's going to beat her up. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they do get along, but the females are more territorial than my three males. Uh, okay. The three males are just like, they're typical guys. Like, they won't be in a remote, and they're happy. You know, watch TV. That's how my males are. But these girls oh. are something else. <laughs> They're cute. They're cute. Um, what are some steps that we can take to pr- protect our beautiful planet that we're on, our current mm. planet? Well, now, again, the uh, nature, all of nature is part of the we consciousness as, as well, and so we have to learn how to protect our planet as well. For example, if you can, use solar panels on your home, Recycle everything you can. If you could stay away from bottled water, you know, just be more mm-hmm. aware of what you're doing. You know, if you can drive an electric or fuel, more fuel efficient car, if you can. Um, mm-hmm. Sign petitions and campaign for positive legislation and speak up to support our planet and things like that. So before our planet, instead of being against something, you see, there is a big mm-hmm. difference with that. So make sure you. You post things for the planet, just like you posted mm-hmm. things about the cats. You want to post things about the planet and how we should, you know, should protect it and things like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and going back to the vegan, I did try that for a, a long time, and it just, I don't know. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably go back to it knowing. I, I did try. I did try, and my guides were, like, on pushing me, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not ready yet. I'd like no, to. you have to I be ready. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a big not step something for that could be people. forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, um, it's, a, it's a better way. Definitely, it's a better well, way. Well, I would so. say, if, I if you if you can't do it, you know, always just try one meal a week, maybe, or one meal, you know, every two weeks. And like I said, you'd be saving that one, and you'll feel better during that mm-hmm. meal as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't do dairy products. That's. I'm allergic oh, to dairy. I have to be very careful. Um, mm. And I know when I'm having dairy, I, my, I'm asthmatic, so my asthma acts up because it, oh, uh, dairy God. stimulates the mucus glands. So I'm better well, without it. No, yeah. So. Well, think about it. Most people don't realize we don't need to drink milk from cows. We're human beings. It doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> it it doesn't. Know? I mean... Even uh, Lane talked about that. Dr. Dyer talked about mm-hmm. we're drinking um, someone else, uh, another mammal's milk, you know. Yeah. And uh, I can't even drink milk. And when I have a little cream in my coffee once in a while, I feel it. You, it's like you feel it when you don't yeah. have it. 
It's very heavy. Yeah. And, um, there's so many it, it is, alternatives. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, there's soy milk, there's almond milk, there's different milks exactly. out there you can have. And that's, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's little things you can do in your diet, not maybe make subtle changes, too. That's another thing. Absolutely. And you'll feel better, too, on top of it. So absolutely, just, you know, when you're, say, in your coffee or whatever, just put almond milk instead of regular milk. Or Right. Was, yeah. yeah, and it helps. Mm-hmm. You, you do. You, you get used to it after a while. It's a different texture, but... There's little things you can do. Um, like I don't have um, it. Um, so there's like a different kind of um, you know butter. It's not. It's uh, vegan butter or vegan. yes, Earth Balance. I love. It. Yeah, I love that stuff. It tastes better yeah. than real butter to me. Uh huh. I put it on my popcorn. Mm-hmm. So I do eat like that. So maybe I'm more attuned than I'm thinking I am. But you, you really know, are. That's a little suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I still like meat once in a while. Um, <laughs> You know, Wayne Dyer channeled some messages to you separate, separate from the We Guides. Can you share one or two of these messages with our audience? Mm. Okay, so in the book itself, it's all collective. It's about with the We Guides. But the last chapter, I said, Wayne, surely you could give us something, you know, that we can. Uh, could I ask you questions and you can answer? So, he, yes, I will share one. And how's this? Okay, what is it like in the afterlife? I asked him. And he said, where I am now is not the afterlife, but the continuation of life, without the restrictions of the physical body that bound me to the earth plane. One minute I was confined to a physical shell, the next I was free as I stepped into this pure state of infinite love. I yearned to reach this level of awareness for the last several years of my earthly existence, so I was surprised and delighted to achieve this goal in an instant. As I remembered the As I re-entered this familiar state of consciousness and arrived at my true place of origin, I was greeted by my loved ones, including my mother, and yes, my father, too, and glorious celestial beings eager to welcome me back home. I am elated that I can now be wherever I wish to be with a simple thought of a desired location anywhere in the universe. I am still aware and interested in what transpires on Earth, but I can now comprehend that it is just a tiny speck in the totality of all of creation. Make sure to tell everyone that the same loving consciousness that you have called God really does exist. It is present within everything and everyone in the entire universe. The Spirit of God does not judge me or anyone else because it is all loving. On the other hand, I am now able to see how my actions, good and bad, have have affected all those in my life, and I continue to grow and evolve. I am able to see through my loved one's eyes to understand why they behaved in certain ways with no judgment. In this new place of reality, one always experiences pure joy and contentment. I continually bask in complete unconditional love, feeling my connection to the whole, while at the same time experiencing the freedom of doing whatever I wish to do and being wherever I desire to be. While on earth, I was able to connect to millions of like minds who were yearning for the truths of which I spoke. To them, I am pleased to say that the essence of the teachings I gave when I was in the physical body has now been confirmed to be true. Please spread this message to everyone who will listen. We are all one in love. Everything else is just an illusion. Wow. 
That's a, that is very that's a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but coming from Wayne, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He was, and how uh, I know, um, when he was giving his loved ones, his family members, he gave them such personal messages um, mm-hmm. that they knew without a doubt it was him, you know? It was just, mm-hmm. it's amazing. As I said before, he was loud in life. He's, he's even larger now that he made his transition. Mm. Yeah, he's able to reach more people, and like through this book, and um, and like you said before, Wayne can come to us as well if we request yes. him, correct? Absolutely. It's not just a Karen Noe, it's whoever wants to connect with him, and he's there. You just have to tune into his vibration and maybe raise your vibration a little bit if somebody, say, is angry or jealous or fearful. You just have to raise your vibration a little bit to be more on par with the energy of who he is right now, and you absolutely will be able to connect with him. Yeah, and he, yeah, um... You were talking about Serena before. They wrote a book together in 2014 about yes. about the music dying within us, and I have that Great book. book. And it was, I, like I said, I have all his books, and I still read them, and when I moved, um, that was one of the books. I kept all his books and gave, got rid of the, most of the other ones. <laughs> uh-huh. you know. Yeah, no. Because I, I just, yeah, his, uh, he really helped uh, a lot of us, I think, you know, and it's, it was sad to learn that of, of his passing, but... Um, He's still around, definitely. Oh, he sure you is. Especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's able to help more people now, I, I feel, because it was he still he helped so many people when he was here on Earth, but now he could even reach a greater number of people all at once. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Karen, do you have any closing words that you'd like to share with us? Yes. So what I would say is that to remember that we truly are all one, and whatever we do to ourselves, it affects the whole, or when we do to some, somebody else, it affects us as well. And we remember that we could truly make a difference in our life and in the lives of others and create peace on Earth, because it's so needed right now. Mm-hmm. And where can people find your book? Um, you could go to any Barnes & Noble or go to Amazon. Dot com, or you could go to my website at karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. And the book is called We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Thank you so much, Karen, for coming back on. It's always a pleasure to talk with you oh. and catch up with you. You're always welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Have an amazing day. Yes, it is. And... Um, For everyone out there, I'm Amy Toy for Angel Answers with Amy Toy. May the angels carry you through. Take care.